The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thanks for being with us once again. Plan to bring you a top-notch show with some great guests and some late-breaking news and uh, information from around the nation. First of all, I want to welcome a new sponsor. This is going to be fun. One Two Three Racing Pick Six is America's newest handicapping contest style. It's a Pick Six wager. One Two Three Racing is not like any other Pick Six. It's a $2 pick six with a twist. Win America's most exciting wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the pool. All you need to do to play at 123bet.com. I'll say that again, 123bet.com. Winners are guaranteed, and this month they're guaranteeing $100,000 in payouts. On the one two three racing pick six, so play today at one two three bet dot com. One more time, that's one two three bet dot com. It's like found money, and of course, uh, handicapping the races, you can use the easy win forms. Had some pretty big hits uh, over over the weekend uh, at Indiana Grand. Had a one dollar super key that paid fifty two hundred. At Mountaineer, the following day we had a fifty cent a super five for forty seven hundred, and then back at Indiana Grand, uh, one dollar super key thirty four hundred plus, and then uh, on Saturday at Belmont Stakes we had a one dollar super key that paid thirty one hundred dollars. So uh, be sure to uh, go to winningponies dot com, get your easy win forms, and get in on the contest at one two three bet. Dot com. Okay, uh, before we get into uh, some fun things and some late-breaking news, of course, last week we uh, did break the news about uh, the tragic death of Juan Saez, and there has been a fund established for the benefit of his family. The Jockeys Guild has partnered with the Racetrack Chaplaincy of America uh, to establish an account. Uh, the body has to be flown back. There will be a burial. From what I understand, Saez is does not come from a whole lot of money. Uh, the 17-year-old, of course, was fatally injured on October 14th. Um, and so here's the bottom line. Hope you got a pen out. Contributions can be made by sending a check to Racetrack Chaplaincy of America. Okay? You can Google that, or if you got your pen out, 2365 Harrodsburg Road, Suite A120, Lexington, Kentucky, 40504, and 
on your check, write Juan Sayas, and they will make sure that that gets to the family. I'll say it again. Very important. Racetrack Chaplaincy of America, 2365 Harrodsburg Road, Suite A120 in Lexington, 40504, and put Juan Sayas' name on the check. And on Breeders' Cup weekend, uh, he will be honored uh, by, by the jockeys uh, out at Santa Anita. They're going to ride with a patch with uh, Juan's initials on their pants or boots, as well as a black band to recognize Juan, along with the jockeys uh, uh, just getting together to uh, sadly remember Juan Sayez. Uh, okay, well, with that behind us, let's uh, have uh, some fun later in the show. Uh, Lenny Shulman, we've had him on before. Uh, as you know, I critiqued his book, Long Way From Home. That was his first novel. Uh, he is a, an Emmy Award-winning writer. Uh, Lenny Shulman is a, now a humorist. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but there is a new feature out on the Blood Horse called Lenny's Place, where horses and humans hang out. You've got to go check it. You, if you missed the show, they're already on, online. You can go back and see them. Basically, as you remember... Uh, he worked with Andrew Dice Clay for a few years, and so Len, uh, Lenny does his own stand-up. Uh, sounds like he's playing to an audience. We'll find out in the interview. Uh, but uh, it's great. So we're going to talk about uh, Lenny's place where horses and humans hang out. And then as far as our handicapper is concerned, my best buddy, the man I admire, Ed Meyer, will be on with us today. He's fresh off a winning day at Keeneland, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see what he thinks about the the, the Fayette Stakes there. Uh, then uh, we'll go down to the two-year-old Delta Downs, Jean Lafitte, uh, race that's launched a lot of good two-year-olds. On the East Coast, Belmont Park has the Bold Ruler handicap. Now we're going all the way out west with a surprise guest in the Santa Anita Autumn Mist. So uh, Lenny and Ed. Two guys that have been on before, I'm sure uh, you remember them well, and I love having them both on. I always have a lot of fun uh, with the both of them. Well, here was a story I thought uh, I was going to be breaking uh, that uh, I've got new news on, and it is the fact that Gary Stevens was going to be making his comeback uh, during the winter-spring meet starting right after Christmas. Well, about an hour ago, I got uh, a release from his talent agent saying that he's going to ride in the Breeders' Cup. He's going to be aboard Cibolaire in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf on Friday. He'll be reuniting with owner Martin Schwartz and trainer Chad Brown. Of course, uh, we all know that uh, Gary uh, last year won the Breeders' Cup Classic on Mucho Macho Man and the distaff on Beholder. So uh, we will uh, welcome Gary back. If he says he's good enough to ride, I'd have to believe him. Believe him. You know that he's fit. Now, one of the horses that he won the Breeders' Cup race with Beholder will miss the Breeders' Cup distaff, sad to say. Last week we had to announce the fact that Wise Dan wouldn't be running this week, another champion, Beholder, will miss the distaff. She had a really good workout the other day, but it looks like she uh, spiked a big temperature on Sunday, going up to like 104. And uh, she was the early favorite to win her third Breeders' Cup race. And with her out, uh, probably untappable or close hatches will get uh, favoritism. Uh, looks like uh, Beholder, I believe the plans are to uh, have her 
sold at the Phasic Tipton November sale just uh, days after the Breeders' Cup. So we'll see what happens when she goes uh, through the ring. Uh, once again, Getting back to some Breeders' Cup uh, news, just so you you know, it's going to be Friday, October 31st, Saturday the 1st, Santa Anita. Now, as far as being able to see it, if you're not at an OTB parlor or racetrack near you, NBCSN on Friday uh, from 5 to 8 p.m. The, will be broadcast. And then on Saturday, they're going to show the whole card, NBCSN, uh, starting at 3.30, going to 8 in the evening. And then NBC on Saturday is going to have the, the one-hour show with the Breeders' Cup Classic, and I'm sure they'll be uh, recapping some, some of the other races. Uh, so we're going, to, we're going to miss Beholder, but we're going to see Gary Stevens making his uh, comeback. Uh, the sport lost a, a big guy. Uh, You've got to be a little bit older to remember him, uh, Nelson Bunker Hunt. Uh, he a three-time Eclipse Award winner, made his money in the silver market uh, back in the 50s. He got into the thoroughbred industry. Uh, some of the top horses uh, he either bred or owned was the uh, U.S. and European champion Dahlia, uh, the great Exceller, English Derby winner Empery, French champions Youth and Trillion, and uh, Canadian Horse of the Year Glorious Song, and Estra Paid, who was a United States champion. So Nelson Bunker Hunk passed away at the age of 88. Uh, the uh, Breeders' Cup uh, has its start times and its bet options. They are huge. I would just say you better best go ahead and Google them. Uh, there's going to be a total of uh, 10 races, four Breeders' Cup races on the Friday program and 12 races on Saturday. Nine of those are going to be Breeders' Cup races. Friday's card is going to start at 11.25 in the morning Pacific time with five undercard races, so you better get to the track early. And Saturday's first post, 10.15 Pacific time. So uh, there's going to be a lot of betting options. Uh, the wagering on the races are going to feature all kinds of opportunities. A low 50-cent pick five, 10-cent superfectas, 50-cent superfectas, pick threes, pick fours, distaff double. Uh, I like the fact that there's going to be a uh, low takeout. Uh, it's going to be the best betting value of the year for horse players around the globe. So uh, pretty much about any kind of wager you want to get out there at any kind of level uh, will be offered on the Breeders' Cup this year. Well, here's good news for a great guy. Frankie Brothers inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. And believe it or not, he'll be the first trainer ever inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. He's going to join LSU's three-time Super Bowl champ, Kevin Falk. Uh, UL Lafayette Super Bowl quarterback Jake DeLome and former NBA champion Port Guard and Coach of the Year Avery Johnson in the class of 215. Of course, uh, Frankie Brothers, you may recall, uh, trained for almost four decades. He saddled over 2,300 winners. Most impressively, though, at a 22% win rate with half of his 10,000 starters finishing in the money, earning $48.9 million. He was the leading trainer nine times at Louisiana Downs, five times at the fairgrounds, and three of the nation's more prominent tracks, Churchill Downs, Keeneland, and Oaklawn Park. Um, kicking off uh, this week on Sunday, 
will be uh, Churchill Downs. Uh, going to have 26 days in their fall meet. What's uh, kicking it off on Sunday is the Stars of Tomorrow program, and this program has kicked out some good ones. In other words, you're going to watch in the babies run, but the success of this Stars of Tomorrow programs uh, launched the careers of numerous uh, graded stakes winners. We're talking like 33 grade one winners, 19 millionaires, uh, horses like Derby Champ Super Saver, uh, Preakness winner Shackelford, Horse of the Year Rachel Alexandra, uh, Fort Larned, uh, Believe You Can. How about We'll Take Charge? He's on that list also. So some of the best babies in the world are going to be going to post. And name-dropping We'll Take Charge. It uh, turns out that Three Chimneys has announced that he's going to be standing for a fee of $30,000 this year. I think kind of a fair fee for a horse that uh, has the, the credibility and pedigree he does. He's a, a uh, he's won $3.9 million, and uh, he's out of broodmare of the year. Take charge, lady. Not bad credentials going to post. Um, some of the races we looked at last week, uh, Russell Road rallied to win the uh, third West Virginia's Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, the Cavada that we looked at, uh, the seven-year-old downtown Allen, now becomes the richest West Virginia-bred female of all time. She's five for five this season and is closing in on $1 million. Love to hear that for state bred. And we also handicapped the uh, Lexus Raven Run. That was flag fall to that's all with Terrace, who went to the lead and never looked back. Well, again, uh, the Breeders' Cup pre-entries are out. You can go online and check those out. Nothing but great horses. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to Lenny Schoen about some of the horses that are in and some of the horses that are out. Okay, that's a look at uh, national news. Uh, I hope you wrote down that information on Juan Saez. Uh, we may get a chance to post that on our webpage at Winning Ponies. And once again, we welcome one, two, three, racing pick six. That is... 123bet.com, a new sponsor here on Winning Ponies. All right, let's take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to Lenny's place. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 123 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. 
This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and back with me once again is Lenny Shulman. I've had him on as a handicapper. I've had him on as an author. And now, I, again, I guess I kind of get to have him on as a, somewhat of, of a humorist. Uh, as, as you know, uh, Lenny's done just a little bit of everything. I don't know if it's that he can't keep a job or he's always finding a new one. But uh, he was a writer-producer of Kids Incorporated. He worked with Fox Sports on its NFL pregame show where he won an Emmy Award. He worked with comedian Andrew Dice Clay. And now he is the star of his own show shown on bloodhorse.com, Lenny's Place, where horses and humans hang out. Lenny Showman, how you doing? Uh, okay, I'm losing a job as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I'm not getting you in trouble, Lenny. <laughs> well, uh, just They're to describe great. to people, uh, if they, and I told them earlier, if they haven't gone there, they need to go to bloodhorse.com, and they, there's a little corner up there that says, what are you looking for? And uh, tell them to go to put in Lenny's place and hit search. You've already put out at least three episodes. I know, I know that as of today, you're, you're working on a fourth. Uh, let me just lay the land here. It kind of starts out, you're there on your own, perhaps experience from working with Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, it's a comedy club setting, uh, obviously a live audience who's very entertained by you. And um, so you kind of started off with, with your stand-up, and then you sit down, you've had some great guests on the show. Uh, episode number one, I think you were at a crawfish boil uh, with Eric Goulier, uh, Moreno's trainer. Uh, well, that was a gumbo uh, party, actually. Um, his, his brother, who's a renowned chef uh, down in Louisiana, brings up uh, vats of uh, ingredients and different kinds of sausages, and they, have a, uh, they, they literally have to stir it with a canoe paddle. <laughs> oh man, I'd love to have a bowl of that. Well, but, look, uh, yeah, I uh, of course won the big race uh, at Saratoga this year. The you know before Breeders' Cup Day, it's the biggest purse of the year. Uh, it was a one and a half million uh, dollar race for older horses, at least. So uh, yeah, so Gia was on. Then we had Kenny Rice on from NBC, of course, and Kenny's just so great, and uh, you know did, had some great insight into. You know, interviewing the uh, California Chrome Connections after the Triple Crown uh, earlier this year. So uh, that was great. And then the Nick Zito was just terrific on, on, on this last show. So, uh, you know, we're trying to do a little interview show and a little humor and a little bit of news and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. 
Well, Lenny, give me give me the the brainchild behind it. Was did somebody thrust you into this position, or uh, <laughs> did did you come up with this creative idea yourself? Uh, you know, well, explain. Yeah, it. I've been uh, you know Steve Haskin. I've been doing a video on on Blood Horse for for five years uh, called Down There Off, and uh, you know Steve for just personal reasons decided he didn't want to do video anymore. So uh, you know, try, try to kind of retool the. You can't uh, lose someone like Steve and do the same kind of show again because Steve's just enormously great and encyclopedic with his knowledge of the game. Uh, you know, so just try to try to do something, veer off a little from that, maybe make it a little bit, bit more, uh, you know, pure entertainment and more, you know, more humor built into it and, uh, you know, have the interview component also because nobody wants to look at my face for more than a couple of minutes, so... <laughs> Now, uh, you, you know, I, I must say, uh, your uh, your humor a little bit cutting. It's kind of like uh, you're, you're not pulling any punches. I did notice, though, by episode three at the beginning of the show, uh, there it was uh, the views of this show do not reflect the opinion of Darby <laughs> Dan Farm. <laughs> Now, in fairness to me, they started that before the first one. <laughs> oh, so they knew you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, they were well, well familiar. I guess, I guess without Steve's uh, soothing uh, ways, they thought that I might uh, veer off in a really bad direction, but... Uh... You know, so so far so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is good. You you have some leeway to be yourself and try to generate some humor. It's not obviously it's not crazy and you know uh, X-rated or any of that stuff, but uh, which it could be in the sport. But uh, but it, it is fun to to kind of stretch those muscles and uh, you know go back to a little more comedy stuff. So. Uh, you know, I think we have to laugh a, a little bit. It's, there's a lot of issues in this industry, and a lot of people, unfortunately, aren't doing well. But, um, you know, I, th- I think we do have to have a sense of humor and try to laugh. And uh, I think people do appreciate that because it doesn't happen, you know, as much as it should. No, it, it shouldn't. I mean, and, and it happens with 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 us in, in person. And and I've, I've said this before. As a matter of fact, I say it in the story I wrote about you for Tops Magazine that I usually know where you are about twenty yards before I get there because you're standing <laughs> under a tree at Keeneland cutting up with somebody. I mean, yeah. you really seem to enjoy the sport and have a good time with it and have a good time with the people in it. You know, maybe maybe it's because I'm wagering less, John. <laughs> <laughs> Easier to enjoy. Well, you know, you know the the fact that uh, we no longer have in print uh, Indian Charlie, and by no sense am I right. saying that you're the Indian Charlie of video, but still, uh, it doesn't. From what, from what I've seen, there's there's not a whole lot of sacred cows out there. You've been uh, pretty liberal in uh, in dosing some things out to some people. Yeah, you know, if you, if you feel strongly about something, you put it out there, and of course. When you do, you know, a lot of people feel the same way, and a lot of people don't. So, you know, you hear it from both sides. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything just to get a reaction. I, I, I really do feel the way I feel and the way I represent on, on the show. But, uh, you know, it, it does draw a reaction when you say something that's controversial or, you know, how how can I put it? You know, uh, sometimes uh, people should be criticized for for actions that are called out for them. So, try to do it in a humorous way, and uh, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's the way you have to uh, elicit some reaction. And you know, as long as it's something I genuinely care about and feel that way, I don't, I don't mind putting it out there. 
No, and, and you know, and, and some of the things were, uh, let's just say, episode one, uh, you, you had a great time talking about the expansion of Saratoga to seven weeks. I mean, where does it end? And you had a great right. time with that one. Yeah, you know, it's already been floated out there as a trial balloon. And so, okay, if you're going to float it out there as a trial balloon, you know, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, let, let's let, let's just say that uh, you know most of the people up there really don't do not want to see that happen. You know, um, you know they're talking about eight weeks actually, <laughs> I, I believe. So, uh, you know, I, I think you have a dilution problem now. Unfortunately, they unfortunately want to run 12 races a day up there and uh, you just can't do that six days a week in this day and age not even in new york you know not even saratoga not you know have a tremendous dilution of the product and and the kinds of races that that you're writing so to to further exacerbate that by another two weeks I, i i don't think it's good for the horse i don't think it's good for anybody and while we're on this subject, I noticed that it appears that Keeneland has thrown a red flag right away uh, in, in a uh, uh, response that I saw yesterday because we know that they are expanding for the Breeders' Cup next year, and understandably so. But I've got a feeling that they're trying to say, whoa, guys, yeah, we're doing this for the Breeders' Cup, but uh, Kentucky Racing, uh, don't start getting the idea that we're going to have the, uh, the, the Christmas handicap in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, I thought that was a very strongly worded uh, uh, release there uh, that, that came out. Very kind of unusual, you know. Uh, so, so clearly, something about the present schedule is, is not something that they want to see continued. Uh, quite clearly. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I just, I just have to, have to wonder, you know, if uh, what they saw in New York. We all know everybody loves Keeneland, but let's face it, like you just say, said, you, you, you can dilute a really good drink fast by, by putting too much water into it and, or pouring it in a taller glass. Well, um, John, how does that work in Kentucky? I mean, does the racetrack request the dates or are the dates just assigned by the racing commission? Good question. You might want to ask Turfway Park that, who lost their September meet to Churchill. Whose decision was that? Right, so, right. so, so it's probably the commission telling them what, what, what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not an authority on it, but uh, that was a head scratcher because that was always a solid, solid meet, and it almost I've heard from some people now that Churchill almost wishes they didn't take the dates, but that's a subject for another time. You know, you you, you led your, your show with with uh, with, with uh, Kenny Rice about uh, the, the horses uh, who were not going to be in the Breeders' Cup, and the fact that it may be sponsored by AARP. Sad to say, just within the last week, we've lost two of our, perhaps the biggest headliners that were going to go to post in Wise Dan and Beholder. That is tough. Yeah, I thought it was a weird cycle, John, because when I did that first show, we had just had the retirements of We'll Take Charge and Game On Dude, and, you know, it was one after Palace Malice, of course, well, you know, missing Breeders' Cup for sure. Uh, you know, it was one after the other, and it really looked bad. And then by the, the second show that I did, we had had that great last round of races in, uh, in, in Los Angeles and New York, and, and all of a sudden it was starting to really look great again, you know? There was, like, great matchups everywhere, and then it, it, it kind of went down the, down the roller coaster again with, uh, you know, Beholder and Wise Dan. So, yeah, those are two huge hits, uh, I think. No, no question Wise Dan would have been the headline horse of, of everybody there, even with shared 
belief, but uh, and behold, there certainly was the uh, was the linchpin of the disc staff. It seemed to me, but uh, yeah, those are those are two big ones, and unfortunately. You know, who knows what happens in the next week. We may not be finished, uh, you know, so we just have to hold our breath and hope it it stays as good as this. I think there are some terrific races. Uh, I think the classics of great interest. I think the juveniles of great interest, you know, just to name two. Well, Lenny, before we go, we're talking to Lenny Showman and his new presentation, Lenny's Place on the Blood Horse Magazine, where horses and humans hang out. Uh, I've got to ask you, uh, Episode four is it uh, Breeder Cup bound or what are we waiting for? Yeah, we're we're going to shoot it at Santa Anita next Tuesday morning. It should be up by uh, Wednesday uh, sometime, hopefully. So yeah, we're going to be on scene. Um, wouldn't be surprised if uh, we're talking to the uh, white-haired wonder a little bit, Bob Baffert. See if we can get a couple of chuckles out of him and uh, maybe a couple of other uh, interviews or whatever. But uh, yep. Coming from on location. Well, I hope you get the white-haired wonder because I, I did learn from your show that uh, he actually dropped the F word to you, uh, that, of course, being freak uh, with the horse American Pharaoh, because I'd like to find out a little bit more about that horse. Uh, the, the, the two-year-old Colts look like a nice matchup this year. That's yeah, a real, real interesting race right now. And even, uh, you know, there's obviously the big three, but even beyond that, there are some very interesting horses that uh, – you know, the the big three haven't chased anyone away. We'll put it that way. And then there's some other nice ones in there. So deep field. Hope we can uh, have a great race there and keep them together for for next year. Knock on wood. Most importantly, well, Lenny Showman, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I, I want to uh, remind everybody that you, you can uh, see Lenny's place uh, on the Blood Horse and. You also definitely want to pick up a copy of his book, The Long Way From Home, one of the easiest fun reads I've had in a long, long time. So uh, not only is he uh, an author, he's now a humorist and uh, a multiple guest on Winning Ponies. Lenny, have a great time out at Santa Anita, my friend. John, thanks a million. All right. Talking with Lenny Showman. Now we're going to be back with another one of my great friends, a man I admire. Yes. You know who it is, Ed Meyer. He's going to be with us, and we're going to be capping on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing... 
the one, two, three racing pick six. America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love one, two, three racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at one, two, three bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me right now, no stranger to Winning Ponies. He used to sit in this seat as the main host of Winning Ponies. His name is Ed Meyer. I've known him for many a year, uh, something he tries to deny as often as he can. And uh, I've watched Ed go work for, from many different trades, kind of like Lenny Shulman. He's had so many jobs. I don't know if he can't keep a job or if he keeps moving up the ladder, but he just came away from a whole new uh a part of his life, and, and that is as a professional race caller at Belterra Park. With me right now, Ed Meyer. Ed, how was the, the full-time summer? I know you used to fill in over at Kentucky every now and then, but you had the full-time job not only as the odds maker, but the track announcer. Tell people what it was like. I'll just sum it up with incredible. I, John, to, to actually return to, to be in racing is just a wonderful thing for those of us that just truly love it and try to make it any part of our occupational life. But being around racing was wonderful. I, I feel like I learned a lot from uh, many, many people lended, uh, lended a lot of you know, positive feelings. And it was just, it's just stupendous words. I'll never find the words to actually uh, encapsulate the summer of 2014 love it and uh would look forward to uh having another opportunity and it's a beautiful facility i just i love the little track well you mentioned words and believe me they're not always easy to come by once you flick that microphone on i've been in the grandstand with so many people that'll sit there and go man anybody could do that job or can you believe this guy got this this horse wrong and i say Come on up, son. Here's the microphone, and you have at it. It really is a challenging job, especially when you get big fields, especially when the guys in the silks room don't help you out much. They send horses out in the wrong silks. It's quite a challenge, isn't it? Oh, it it really is. Uh, I, I think probably the the two best uh, the two best handicapping tools you could actually have are uh, is is actually a great set of markers. A really good friend of mine gave me this set of markers. I kind of looked at them like I was five. I said, "Now what am I going to do with these?" And then I realized that I don't think that I would have left house without them. I mean, they and they were given to me by my good friend John Engelhart, and I made more. More hay and plenty of uh, ink all over my fingers. A big help there. And you are right, John. It, it is a very challenging job. And then any time, uh, 
our, our good friend Jason Beam used to say, uh, telephone tough guys, when you read these uh, people that slam, I like this announcer, I don't like this announcer, I think everybody should get their chance at bat at least once, and I think they would have a new appreciation. Well, I, I know I've been, shall I say, stuck in that situation. There's a few times in the old days Kevin Gomer would have a five-horse field, and he'd say, here, have some fun. And, you know, that really wasn't too challenging. You could pretty much give the uh, menu down at Ernie's by the time they hit the half-mile pole. But, uh, you know, when, when it's really serious and, and you've you got uh, anywhere from uh, eight to 12 horses coming out of the gate and, and some very difficult sight lines, which I know you had to deal with this year, uh, it just makes it all the more challenging. In, in fact, people brought that up, well, can you see this? I said, you know what, you'd be surprised. If you love something, it doesn't bother you. And, you know, what once was a fly in your ointment, hey, it's just part of the game. I mean, I hear about guys that are hanging out of windows, and, and uh, we, we heard some of our good friends talking about they, they should have been tied off to hang out of a window. That's part of the game, and that, that's part of the excitement. And I, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't, trade, I wouldn't trade it for a box of donuts and a steak sandwich, John. And I know how much you like donuts and steaks, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> Ditto on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let's, let's look at some of these races today, and if we got a chance at the end, we could talk a little Breeders' Cup. Where do you want to start? I threw four races out at you from across the country. I say you pick the starting race, and uh, I'll paint the picture. Okay. Let's go to Keeneland Race 9, the Grade 2, Mile and Eighth Fayette. Well, this, in my opinion is a pretty open game. Now, these aren't horses you're going to see at the Breeders' Cup, but they could be horses you might see like in the Clark Handicap, uh, you know, down the road there in Louisville. Um, I think that uh, it's very interesting. Probably the horse that caught my eye the most uh, was Long River, who's uh, coming out of the um, Jockey Club Gold Cup. Grade one, gets a 100 buyer, had the lead. Now, that was a mile and a quarter race. The Fayette's a mile and an eighth. Now, this horse has never run at Keeneland, but, of course, we know it's a whole new strip, so it's a new game for all these guys. But, you know, Long River, uh, you know, if you can run uh, three lengths behind Tonalist, uh, that's certainly no crack. Then you've got the certainly well-traveled Code West. I'm not sure I even know some of the tracks it ran at. I believe the last track it ran at was Albuquerque and then Remington Park, Monmouth, and the horse uh, it ran at Keeneland starting early in the season. And if you want to talk about probably the class edge, would go to departing. And uh, a horse that cannot be overlooked, again, I'm handicapping this with no odds whatsoever, is uh, that rail horse, pick of the litter, could uh, could be a surprise. Uh, Corey Lannery, who's riding so good at the meet, uh, picks up that mount. So those are the four that float to the top to me. I have no idea what the odds are. They're all coming from different places and a lot of them different distances. Uh, who did you zone in on, Ed? I just pulled it up. And uh, when I did about, oh, I'd say about 20 minutes ago, pick of the litter is 6-1 to one along the rail just to uh, quench your thirst there. And, you know, there, there was a lot of runners that you touched upon. I really... I really agree with the, it. This almost looks like a Churchill uh, a bounce right here, right, right into something bigger and better, uh, one of Churchill's premier days. John, I believe there's going to be quite a salty pace here with Caltimus Prime coming in from Woodbine, uh, you know, just ran in the Ontario Derby, uh, Call Me George. I'm going to go with a 10-to-1 shot, Mr. Mardi Gras. 
Florent Giroux in the irons for Chris Block. And I call uh, Chris Block Mr. Chicago. I really like the way this guy brings his runners along. Typically, he's, he's more effective on the turf, but this guy, can, he can train him to run on uh, gravel and broken glass. It, it, just a big-time closer, and I think the fractions are going to really fit into his wheelhouse. It's a gelding uh, by Belong to Me, John, and one for one in the money at Keeneland, but that was on the turf. But before you actually do any dismissing, if you go back and take, take a look at some of those other races on uh, in, in the Hawthorne Gold Cup, a grade two race, this runner came from out of the clouds. I think this is the, the type of fractions that are going to set up uh, the, the, the speedsters, the stalkers, the up-close, the first runners. But I think it's actually going to lay in the hands of someone that can actually stay out of trouble, stay away from all the, the mishmash and, and, and the uh, the you know, dirt, the uh, bang em up derby, and I think Florent Giroux is doing a marvelous job. So I'm going with Mr. Mardi Gras at 10 to 1. All right, steady Eddie, right out of the box, giving us a long shot. Uh, well, it looks like we got about uh, four minutes to break down the next race, so I'm going to go to one that doesn't have a huge field, Ed, and that's going to be the Bold Ruler Handicap, seven furlongs, grade three at Belmont Park. Two horses rise to the top for me. Uh, very interesting, both of them. Uh, River Rocks, uh, Joel Rosario, of course, we know Rajiv Mara is going to have to come back here in a couple of months after a spill. Uh, this horse has just had an unbelievable uh, four-race year. Four starts, three wins, and a second. Uh, the uh, speed figures on this horse are, are fantastic. Lost its last race to a horse that has a great resume, and that's Vijack. And this race at seven furlongs, you know it's a unique distance, Never been off the board. Three starts, two wins, and a third at seven furlongs. Then I think there's the mystery horse in there. It's a horse that's got a lot of class that's going to be turning back in distance, and that's Romash, if I'm saying that right, R-O-M-A-N-S, Romash, I'll call it, son of Bernardini, trained by Tom Albertrani, uh, has been going long and is going to turn back to seven furlongs, a distance that only tried once and didn't hit the board. So I'm just throwing that out. That that's you know that's the way I see it. Maybe you got a ten to one shot lurking in the bushes. I don't know. I sure wish I did, but you've already brought up, in my opinion, the winner, Romance, at 7-2, to two, Jose Ortiz, who's actually fourth in the standings. John, been off for 46 days. This was a $750,000 son of Bernardini. They thought good things all around. But if you take a look at the times that this colt has actually ran in grade three company, I'm looking at a win in the Excelsior, uh, the Discovery at, at Aqueduct, a win by nine. Uh, Ortiz is actually familiar with the runner. I believe that Romance is going to come in off nice and fresh back to Belmont where he's three for four in the money. I think you're going to get much better than seven to two. The Joel Rosario horse is about a length and a half away from being five in a row. And that, that, that runner is going to be awfully, awfully tough to take, a, take any type of chink out of his armor. But I am going to go with Romance. But, and I also think that we're going to get better than seven to two. Seven to two. Again, I don't have the odds. I download mine too early, I guess. So, well, good. Well, then we, we concur on that. So, uh, you know, may not be a big price, but, uh, you know, I'll take a nice exacta or work this horse. They're running it as the third race, I guess, because of the shorter field uh, at, at Belmont on Saturday. So we've, we've looked at, at the Haggard Fayette at Keeneland. Uh, we've looked at the Bold Ruler at Belmont. When we come back from a 
brief break. We're going way down yonder to Louisiana, and then a race with a really unique uh, perspective from Ed and I's point, and that is the autumn miss at Santa Anita. You're listening to Winning Ponies. School to the pros, we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 1-2-3 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 1-2-3 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. Well, I might be the current host, but the guy that put me in this chair is with us right now. Man, I admire. Ed Meyer is with us. And we're going to go way down yonder to Louisiana uh, to Delta Downs, the Jean Lafitte. Now, it's not graded, but it carries a $200,000 purse and usually get some pretty interesting uh, two-year-olds that pop up in this race that I think you'll see in a very rich race down the road. I think about Christmas time it is. Um, and uh, in this race, uh, again, I'll paint with a broad brush here, Ed, and then you come on in and correct me. Uh, but uh, certainly a guy that uh, shops around and tries to find a spot for his race and is not afraid to travel is none other than Steve Asmussen. Now, again, this race is for two-year-olds, and this is a horse who is two for two at the distance of a mile. Looked like he tried for an experiment in the very rich Kentucky Downs Juvenile, 190,000, uh, uh, put this uh, colt on the grass, didn't work out, finished up the track, came right back with a strong win at Churchill Downs and an optional claimer. I mean, a two-year-old that's already run twice in a mile and is coming back at a mile, extremely dangerous. I think a horse that could be a big threat is another one that's going to be shipping in from Kentucky. 
and that's incremental, uh, who, uh, at, at Saratoga, tried the turf first time out and uh, uh, lost to Imperial, came back and won his last race, just missed by a length at Keeneland in a very solid effort uh, after bumping all the way through the stretch. Uh, incremental trained by Al Stahl. You know he's dangerous. And uh, you got horses shipping in from Indiana like Control Stake that just looks like he's getting better. And he's trained by Tom Amos, who's no stranger to big races. So those are the three that float to the top to me, Steady. What do you think? You know, you, you touched on a lot of really, really good runners there, John. And uh, the Asmussen angle always has to be respected. We just saw that at Belterra Park that the, the public is never going to allow that, allow Mr. Asmussen to have a runner in and, and not have a part of it in the parimutuel action. You know, when you talked about uh, control stake, I really come in liking this horse, but I, I have to admit, and I, and I throw my hands up, it's going to be, it's going to be a chalk box, five to two and three to one. I love control stake. I see this son of discreetly mind just blistering out of the gate and being awfully tough to handle. Wins five furlongs very impressively in 56 and four, and then comes back and works a very nice work, you know, right over at Churchill Downs. The, you know, it's a bullet work, the best of 41 going, uh, going four furlongs. I think Tom Amos, who's actually has four, four for five in the money, he's winning 40%. I think he's going to be tough to beat. John and he's going to have they're going to have to bring their A game. But the one that makes me scratch my head from an odds point, there's a maiden in here, Al Stahl. Now I have all the respect in the world for Mr. Stahl and Mr. Amos, and they're they're both very good friends. Incremental is a maiden coming into this race, and it's a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars son of Flatter John, who actually I went back and watched the race at Keeneland. This is an impressive animal here. I think they have something special, and I think it speaks volumes that they're going to make a 5-2 to two favorite from a maiden in a $200,000 race. Well, since you did go back and look at it, uh, how much uh, exchanging of bumps did go on? It only got beat a length. There, there was there was enough there at two years old where it's going to make all the difference in the world. Uh, just, just it wasn't just a, a bludgeoning or you know a, a train wreck per se, but it was enough to you know just to take take his mind off of the game. Uh, John Velasquez is, is an excellent judge of you know what let's let's pack it let's pack our bags up and let's don't uh, let's don't use too much gas in the tank. We got another big day coming up, and I think I think off of that angle there, many handicappers had to go back and take a look at that. Toss out, toss out the the, uh, the turf race for now. I think they have an impressive runner here with incremental, but I'm going to have to say they're going to they're going to have to catch control stake. All right. Well, that's a Delta Downs, and again, horses coming in from all over the place. You never know what's going to happen. Well, we're going to move now to a race where not only are horses coming in from all over the place, but uh, there, there's a jockey that you and I are very good friends with that's coming in for his first ride ever at Santa Anita. And no, he's not a young, unpolished apprentice trying to grab a headline. It's none other than the 15th leading rider in the history of the sport who, should he score a win in the grade three autumn miss at Santa Anita on Saturday, will tie Eddie Delahousse as the 14th leading rider in the history of the sport. His name is is Perry Oots. We know him as Scoot and Boot. He's riding wonderfully. Well, he's always riding wonderfully, but in this race, he's riding the Irish Red wonderfully for Tom Proctor. What a great angle. Now, I'm not saying I'm putting him on top, but isn't this a super storyline, Ed? 
A hundred, a hundred percent. I, I absolutely have been a, a fan of Perry. I'm not going to begin to even try to date the man as far as, as far as how long I've been watching. I am so happy that Perry Utes has the opportunity to possibly notch this uh, milestone victory in the house that Eddie D had so much uh, contained success that, that he was just so explosive. And, and Perry can actually uh, take it down. I'm, I'm really happy from a personal uh, personal note there. And you've known Perry forever and a day. I, I, I sure hope he gets his day in the sun there. I actually photographed Perry's wedding at Beulah Park about 25 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, we go, we go back a ways. But uh, wonderfully, just one of three Tom Proctor horses in here. And uh, uh, the, the, the horse I, I'm looking at that I think uh, – uh, even wonderfully, he's got to improve over. Uh, but as we're having a distance switch uh, from six and a half furlongs, it was the unzip me stakes, uh, and we're going to be stretching out a mile in in the autumn mist. Um, is this uh, horse that just seems to be getting good right now? And again, no idea what the odds are. But uh, this Alexis Tangier, I find very interesting. Um, she uh, she held sway last time at six and a half furlongs. Uh, she's already won at a mile. That was an $80,000 allowance test. Um, this is the horse that my eye has been going to the most, Ed. As far as from a handicapping uh, viewpoint, uh, what are you looking at? I'll tell you what. When you actually brought up Alexis Tangier, and no one can actually see the odds as of right now, because you'll, you'll see them tomorrow morning or maybe uh, later, since we're, we're speaking on Eastern time, maybe late, uh, 3, 4 in the morning. They, they might be able to pop those in there for Friday. John, I, I have all the respect in the world for anything Richard Mandela trains, and that's Alexis Tangier. I'm really leaning towards Diversity Harbor. Now, I'm going to say this three-year-old filly by Curlin is going to be short. She's five for five in the money of Santa Anita. The money man, Mike Smith, is aboard, dropping from grade one action from the Del Mar Oaks into grade three, cutting back from a mile and eighth to a flat mile. I think she's going to be doubly dangerous. John, I was looking at some stats here. Her dam actually has, she's dropped ten starters, seven winners, three stakes winners, five of which were on the turf. Wow. It really leans in the direction, and it's Motokikis, I believe, uh, by Stormcat. This is a real, this is a real turf machine here. And with Mike Smith in, in the saddle for Tom Proctor, they call him the mad genius, and he just does wonderful things on the turf. But I'll tell you what, I, I'm definitely going to have to throw your horse in, and I'm going to throw Perry Utes in, because if I don't, I think it would be a big shame on me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, again, I believe because of uh, the mile distance, they limit the amount of starters. Uh, there's four solid horses on the AE. Again, I won't go into details because I'm not sure uh, who of those will get in. Another interesting horse, if you could throw out her last race, uh, was the three-year-old Lexi Lou, a winner of the Queen's Plate over the boys this year up at Woodbine. That that is that is interesting, and I, I keep I keep scratching my head, and you know, and I said, you know, somewhere along the lines, you're going to draw a line, and and I and I feel that I've actually found my runner. Now it's time to build around. And in your multi your multi level wagers, I think Lexi Luke could fit in for a beautiful second and third. But those nothing to take anything away from Woodbine whatsoever. 
those races are north of the border. And out in California, they play a little different game, even though the, even though the, the distance is the same and the grass is still green. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards the money people. I'm going to lean towards the folks that have connections out there. They work there. They're working over the track. I think it's a big plus this time of the year, in my opinion. Well, I'm just saying it, it, it just adds to uh, the, uh, the the stellar appeal. I think that this uh, uh, that this race has, um, and all I can say is uh, I will be wonderfully watching, wonderfully to see if uh, if, if, if local boy makes good, uh, Scootin' Boot Perry Utes, uh, uh could get the job done. It'd be fantastic. I know he's never ridden at Santa Anita, and it would just be uh, just a fantastic thing. Uh, to happen. Well, uh, we're rolling up. Uh, we're rolling up on the, on the Breeders' Cup, Ed. These are exciting times. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, personal exchanges with you as far as uh, who we like. As you know, anything can happen within the next week. I mean, none of us knew that Beholder and Wise Dan were going to be in the race. That opens the door for some other horses. These are exciting times, uh, and uh, I just want to thank you so much for uh, being with me on the show and, and being with me uh, all summer long i really think you uh you, you took your game to a whole new level as a, as a race caller ed well john thank you for the very kind words and it was the pleasure was mine for tonight and then and and always around i look forward to the breeders cup and i'm sure we're going to be trading punches and a, and a whole lot of good information absolutely all right we've been talking with ed meyer uh, we also had uh ed uh uh Lenny Shulman on the show. Enjoyed that. And don't forget, really want to thank our new sponsor. Uh, so play today at 123bet.com. Don't forget to get your easy win forms. that will help you get some of those winners because there's big money out there. They're guaranteeing $100,000 in payouts on the 123 Racing Pick 6. So I want to thank Lenny, Ed, I'm John Englehart, sitting here overlooking the manicured turf course past the Ohio River to the hills of Kentucky. Remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.